From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey and Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Super Wild Card Weekend 2021. I guess it's 2021, Luke, even though it's technically 2022. I'm, I'm, I'm so confused. Luke Morrow's with us as well. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. Hey, looking forward to uh, the Super Wild Card Weekend. Yes. Um, is this super, in, in your mind, is this worthy of Super Wild Card Weekend, or would you just call it Wild Card Weekend? No, it's Wild Card Weekend. I don't like the whole super name. I think it's kind of corny, uh, but... They get Monday Night Football. You get the playoff games on three days in a row, uh, some extra teams. So I guess uh, hopefully it'll be pretty super, but I'm not really a fan of the name. It's still wild, just wild card weekend. Real quick, because we didn't talk about this on Wednesday when I was when I was on the Morrow Midday Show, weekdays, 12 to 3 Eastern, ESPN Radio, 98.9 FM, Charleston, charlestonsportsradio.com. Um your thoughts on Sunday night Raiders Chargers? It was uh, it was probably the game of the year to finish the year, which was exactly what the NFL wanted. Uh, I was big on the Chargers this year, so I thought it was a huge disappointment for them to not make the playoffs. And when you compare those two teams, look at everything the Raiders have gone through this year, and then the fact that they were even in a position Sunday to be able to beat out the Chargers for a playoff spot. So I know a lot has been made about Brandon Staley's decisions. I thought he made a couple of bad ones. I thought he had a, a kind of a poor first year, very aggressive and analytical, didn't quite work out. And uh, you look at the Chargers, too much talent to not make the playoffs. They're the only team with a quarterback in the top 10 in QBR that didn't make the playoffs. Usually when you have a top quarterback like that, you're a playoff team. They were not, and the defense got worse this year under Staley's watch, who's a defensive coach. So I thought Sunday was the uh, finishing touches on a bad year for him as the first-time head coach and a disappointing year for the Chargers to not be able to make the playoffs. Would you have called that timeout that, that Staley took? Uh, yeah, I guess not. Hindsight being twenty twenty, because like, the idea, I guess, you know, is he thought they didn't have the right personnel on the field, but then they came out of the timeout knowing what the Raiders were going to do, and they still allowed a 10-yard run for a first down. So it really didn't make a difference. Um, and knowing what we know now, obviously, it didn't seem to be the, the, the greatest move. So I would say no, but in the moment, you know, things may have been different, but it obviously did not work out. Super wild card weekend. I'm, I would have gone for the tie, by the way. Uh, super wild card weekend, and, and I don't blame the Raiders for saying, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just run right through you. The aforementioned Raiders face the Cincinnati Bengals at 4.30 on the NBC television network. It streams on Peacock Premium. Luke, the way that I look at this game, it's very simple. Can Joe Burrow not turn over the football? There is so much talent, and I think the Bengals are better than the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to be an easy out if, if Joe Burrow can make smart decisions. He has to be smart with the football. You can't get too excited and too hyped in your first playoff appearance. Yeah, that's what's interesting about this matchup is you have two coaches who have never at least been head coaches in the playoffs. You have two quarterbacks who've never actually started an NFL playoff game. Carr was injured the last time the Raiders got there. So I think there'll be a little bit of a feeling out process for both these teams. Uh, Joe Burrow, to me, is the better quarterback. The Bengals are the better team, and they're at home, so they should win. 
The one concern for Cincinnati would be that the Raiders were eighth in the league this year in pressuring the quarterback, and the Bengals were third to last in pass protection rating for their offensive line. So, like you said, with those turnovers, if you could pressure Joe Burrow, you may be able to force him into a couple of mistakes. And always, as an underdog, that's how you can make up the difference. But for the Raiders, they played that Sunday night game we were just talking about. It goes after midnight on the East Coast, at least. And now they play the first game this week, short week, while having to travel. And Cincinnati has not had to leave their state since before Christmas. So even if uh, you know these two teams were, were equal, the time off has not been equal. And my concern would be that the Raiders, as the game wears on, maybe they start to wear down and the Bengals pull away in the second half. Pats, Bills. Luke, do you like cold weather or would you rather it be hot? I hate cold weather. So then this game is not for you. Not for me in person, but I love watching football games, playoff games in cold weather, just as long as I'm on the couch with some heat inside. Will the Pats throw more than three passes tonight? I think they're certainly going to have to, which will be the big test for Mac Jones. Yeah. Uh, I think this game is 6-2, to two, won by uh, the Pats. No, just kidding. Um, I think it's like 13-10 somebody. For me, it's very simple. Hold on to the football and play the field position game with the wind. Uh, when, when you have a wind chill of negative 6 predicted, uh, it's, it's cold. Your mind does fuzzy things. You need to make easy, quick decisions. I look for screens, bootlegs, easy throws on both sides. If you're Stefan Diggs, don't expect the football a lot tonight because I don't think it's coming to you. Yeah, Josh Allen has not, you know, we talk about his big arm. Uh, he has not been good in cold weather. When games are uh, under 35 degrees, he has more interceptions than touchdowns. And I believe the second worst completion percentage in freezing temperatures only better than Tim Tebow in the NFL. So he has not, you know, the reason why you draft somebody like that if you're Buffalo playing outdoors is because of that appeal. The arm, and then also he can make plays with his legs if you have to rely on the run game more. And yet he has not been good in these spots. Hasn't been great against Bill Belichick, even though he played well last time out in New England. Uh, but, um, you know, even with a rookie quarterback on the road in his first playoff start, I do like the Patriots in this matchup. And I think back to Belichick when he had to slow down the K-gun offenses of Buffalo in the early 90s with Jim Kelly and he uh, let them just run the football to shorten the game. They'll be similar tonight. Uh, make the Bills try to beat you with that run game, which has not been good. You run the football if you're in New England. Shorten the game. As you said, it'll probably be low scoring, and that gives the underdog a, a greater chance. So I, I like the Patriots, even with the rookie quarterback on the road. Uh, I think this is a good matchup for them, especially when Belichick gets to face a quarterback for the third time in a year. Would be one heck of a disappointment for Buffalo if it ends tonight. Super Wildcard Weekend continues Sunday at 1 p.m. on Fox with Eagles Bucks. Luke, I know Tampa's banged up. This is the biggest blowout of the Wildcard Weekend. It could be 41 to 4 or something like that. Um, I just think that this is a throttling by the Bucks. Adios, Philly. I would say, you know, I've kind of talked myself into Philadelphia the last 48 hours. Not to win. I don't think they'll win. But just to keep it close, I think it could be an interesting game just based off of the weather. Uh, uh, and I know weather can change, and maybe it's unpredictable, especially in Florida. But if we're anticipating this monsoon I'm hearing about, and rain in the morning, and then potentially you know rain throughout the game, um, 
you know, I think that's advantage to Philadelphia because they're the number one rushing team. And the Buccaneers have been good against the run this year, but two things. Number one, when you go 12-5 and five and you're leading most of your games, the other team doesn't have to – they can't run it so much. So while the Buccaneers have allowed the third fewest rushing yards, part of that is tied into the number of attempts. And then the other part of it, too, is that the Buccaneers are really good at stopping the run in between the tackles. But when you get outside the tackles, that's where they're vulnerable. I think they're allowing like five yards per carry outside the tackles. And that's where the Eagles do their best work. So the Eagles may actually be able to run it against the Buccaneers tomorrow, which is what they're going to have to do. And then if you factor in weather and you factor in the injuries for Tampa Bay, if they can't throw it, if this game is grounded, that advantage, that, you know, that's an advantage for Philadelphia as well. So I don't think the Eagles are going to win. But I do think if we get some bad weather and you've got to run the football and it shortens the game in fewer possessions, I think the Eagles, that could be their best friend. They can hang in it uh, tomorrow in Tampa Bay. Look at you going through the next-gen stats presented by Amazon Web Services. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Look at you. Um, all right. At 4.30 on CBS and Nickelodeon, we have San Francisco and Dallas. Quick question, Luke. Which feed would you rather watch, Nance, Romo, on CBS or Ian Eagle, I'm sorry, Noah Eagle, Nate Burleson, uh, a Nickelodeon character whose name I forget over on Nickelodeon with slime and all? You know, it's a good question because last year I actually did watch the Nickelodeon broadcast. That's because it was Saints Bears, the worst game of the weekend. This may be my favorite game of the weekend, and so it's like the Manning cast. When there's a Monday Night Football game I care about, I actually want to watch the broadcast, not listen to the Mannings. So, to answer your question, I think I have to go regular broadcast for this one because I'm really looking forward to the actual game. Uh, same. But that's because my friend, of course, is Mr. Nance. So, you know, I have to stick with my guy. Um, look, I, I think that, that this is the game that a lot of people think that San Francisco could pull an upset. I think, look, Dallas is at home. San Francisco's been helter-skelter. You don't know where what what's up with Jimmy G's... Um, um, I think Dallas wins this game, um, and I know they've had some distractions involving COVID vaccinations with Amari Cooper and other issues, um, and, and they're a little banged up. I, I, I think they've got Micah Parsons back this week on defense. It's going to just be flying. I think Dallas wins this. I don't think uh, San Fran pulls off the upset. I am like apparently everybody else on San Francisco. I texted uh, one of my Cowboy friends at the beginning of the week telling him how much I like San Francisco in this matchup. And then as the week got, has gone on, everybody seems to be on San Francisco. So that makes me uh, feel like I'm, I'm missing something here. I'm, not, you know, I'm being too obvious uh, and I'm playing into some sort of trap. But I do like this matchup because San Francisco is a top five rushing attack and the Cowboys allow the tenth, uh, highest yards per carry. I think that's how you beat Dallas is if you could be more physical and run the football. Now, how do you do that? You're going to have to play with a lead or at least in a close game, so that will be important for San Francisco. And then if you can run the football and control the game and take the ball out of Garoppolo's hands a little bit, the Cowboys are a team that are reliant on turnovers. And they got a turnover in almost every game this year, so it's a bit of a small sample size. But when they did not get a turnover, they were just 1-3. and three. And when Garoppolo doesn't throw an interception, the Niners were 7-0 and oh this year and 15-4 and four in his career. So if Jimmy can take care of the football, the Niners are usually successful, and I think he'll be able to take care of it if the Niners play their game tomorrow, where they jump out to a lead, they run the football against this defense. That's how you beat the Cowboys. So I think this is a bad matchup for Dallas. I think the Niners win, but with that said, 
That all goes right out the window if the Cowboys jump out to say a 10 nothing lead. Garoppolo's going to have to throw it. That's when you can pressure him. He has not been good under pressure this year. He'll throw a couple of turnovers. So this game, you may figure it out. You may have a good feeling for it pretty early on to see which one of these teams can control the, say, tempo of the game. Is there a small child in the car with you? No, no, no. <laughs> it's no small child. It sounded like a baby's voice just popped up. (laughs) I think that was the phone feed. Um, We're on the road. Uh, It's it's, uh, for us live radio. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it sounded like we... It sounded like a baby's voice. (laughs) Sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. Anyway, um... Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Where do you think this game is taking place? What? What was that? Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Where is this game taking place? Where's it taking place? In Kansas City. At what venue? Arrowhead. Do you know that that's technically incorrect? It's G E H A Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Is that new or has that been a while? I, can I have oh, no idea. I'm just seeing it here on my scoreboard. Yeah. Some of these things are very weird, Luke. One thing that I don't think is weird is that the Steelers are going to see their postseason end very abruptly. Um, I think Kansas City realizes that they need to get their act together. They're going to do it tonight. They'll have Tyreek Hill. Back and even without Clyde Edwards Alaire, I think that Patrick Mahomes takes care of the ball and they know that they can't do what they've done in the past and get off to slow starts. And I think I think they'll get off to a fast start and uh, this game will be taken care of fairly soon. Yeah, I think the Chiefs definitely win. My whole thing, I've been uh, on the fence about how much they're going to win by. I don't know. I've been talking myself into the idea that the Steelers can hang in there. I mean, they got embarrassed the day after Christmas, but, you know, you have Mike Tomlin now. How many times will he get blown out by the same team twice in a month? Uh, he's 12-6 and six in rematches after losing the previous game, so his teams usually come back with a better effort. Obviously a defensive coach. They lead the league in sacks, so maybe they could get after Mahomes. Their offense just can't do enough. Um, so I, I don't know which way to go in terms of like a final score. If I had to predict how close it would be, I don't know. Maybe the Steelers keep it under that 13-point spread. But I do think the Chiefs definitely win. I, I wouldn't be very concerned about them losing. I don't think Roethlisberger can make enough plays. I'm just curious if they can hang in there or if it actually will be a blowout. And the last little tidbit is that this is the largest favorite we've had on Wild Card Weekend. Teams that have been favored by double digits on Wild Card Weekend have covered the spread eight of ten times. So usually, when Vegas has a big number like this, it's for a reason. So maybe the Chiefs will blow the Steelers out of the building. But I've kind of talked myself into, you know, second matchup. Tomlin's good as an underdog. He can get his guys fired up. they got nothing to lose, playing with house money. Maybe the Steelers can keep this interesting. But I don't give them much of a chance to actually win the game. Luke, we're getting towards the end of Super Wild Card Weekend. Aww. I know. It's almost over. But on Monday night, first time ever. Arizona, Los Angeles Rams. I have no idea who wins this game. This is a toss-up to me. Both of these teams have shown they can be great and horrible in the same season. I have no idea what happens. 
Yeah, this is one of the tougher games for me as well. I'm going to roll with the Rams just because they've been more consistent. They have more talent. I think they have a better head coach, and he and the quarterback have been there before. Even if Stafford hasn't won a playoff game, this is new for Kingsbury and Kyler, and, and Cliff's teams have never played well this time of year. So I think the Rams pull it out, but I don't feel confident because it comes down to Stafford. He, has, he led the league in turnovers second half of the year. And so if you're going to throw a couple of interceptions Monday, that's not how you win a playoff game. So this comes down to Matt Stafford. There's a lot of pressure on him. This is why you brought him in, not to lose in the first round, but to try to go win Super Bowls. So a lot of pressure on Stafford Monday night. Uh, the uh, Rams were complaining that they didn't have a home field advantage on Sunday, so they probably won't have one Monday. Um, but I, yeah, nothing uh, like aggravating your fan base by complaining that they were too loud. <laughs> Yeah, before the biggest game of the year. So we'll see what it's like Monday night. Um, uh, I'll take the Rams to win just because I think they're the better, more talented team if they can put it together. But it's going to fall on Stafford. He's going to have to play well to uh, be able to win his first ever playoff game. Interesting moment here for Kyler Murray in his career. Um, everybody thinks that he's the team that will get that franchise back to the promised land. Is it time? We shall see. Um, I don't think they're better than Green Bay, for example. Um, but... It is an interesting moment to see how he performs on the national stage. All right, which of these games is your favorite? I really do like that Monday Night Football game, but I think I'll say Dallas-San Francisco, which is the smallest spread of the weekend, so I'm not going out on a limb. But I think that's the best game of the weekend. The wildest game of the weekend could be tonight, Pats-Bills, but uh, I agree with you that uh, 49ers-Cowboys is the... (laughs) game of the weekend. What's your game to watch golf during the Sony Open in Hawaii? It's the Steelers and the Chiefs, I believe. I, that yep. one and the Buccaneers are the two games. I think the other four matchups are all very intriguing. Those are the two potential blowouts. So I'll say Steelers-Chiefs. <laughs> Excuse me. Ill-time yawn. Um, it's already putting you to sleep. I know, I know. Well, it, it, it would be good if it's Pittsburgh, Kansas City, because that's at the exact same time as the Sony Open in Hawaii final round. So if I can skip oh. that and watch golf, that's perfect. And great prep for the show. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to, because I don't know how interesting that game will be. And you know me. I mean, I'm contractually obligated to watch golf per the deal I signed with your show. That's right, as if you needed uh, the, the reason to, yes. Yes. Who is your person or player to watch this weekend? Uh, I think you got to go Stafford. I mean, you have a lot of, it always comes down to the quarterbacks. you got a lot of quarterbacks making their first playoff appearance. you got Mac Jones on the road, right, in his first ever playoff game. But I think it comes back to Stafford for what I already said. He's never won a playoff game before, led the league in turnovers second half of the year. This is why the Rams brought him in, to try to win playoff games not lose at home in the first round so but especially monday night football everyone's gonna be watching i'll go stafford jimmy g it's one heck of an upset if they can pull it off jimmy g how is that hand that's what i'm intrigued by yeah he's gonna have to take care of that football tomorrow and give the niners a chance that is sure bonus bonus what happens in the citadel basketball game coming up today at one eastern now, this is a huge game. They're playing VMI, so it's their biggest rival of the year. When they played VMI at home last year, they beat them at the buzzer. So it should, it's always a fun game. It's a fun environment. I obviously have to go homer and tell you the Citadel's going to win today, fingers crossed. 
but it's always a, a great atmosphere and a big-time game, and so looking forward to This is the game of the year always, especially uh, at home. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it tipping off here in just over an hour. I assume it's that Virginia Military Institute? Exactly, yes. They're, Look at they're that. a hated rival. Look at that. Wow, I pulled that one out. I haven't, Very good. I haven't heard VMI in a long time. He's Luke Morrow. I'm Jeremy Schelling. Thank you for tuning into this super wild card weekend edition of the Sunday Sprint. We will see you next week, everybody.